We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Brad, we'll let you go. Interesting to hear Bart Scott say the Bears are a Super Bowl contender if they get Carson Wentz. I've heard so many contradictory oh, things what? about that. He said what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, he... That's my Can't point. Wait. Wow. I, well, I guess some people say anything to get attention. I don't know. Joe O, night 6 to 10. That was so good. He said what? Woo! Yeah, that was a big stretch. Bart Scott going out ESPN. Yeah, they get Carson Wentz. Listen, everything was terrible in Philadelphia. Offensive line, weapons. Um, hey, Bart. Yeah, the Eagles are line probably worse this year than the Bears. Not that much better here. Darnell Mooney might be the wide receiver one. Okay. Darnell Mooney. We'll see what happens with the tag. Bears going to deal A-Rob? I don't know. No idea. Report today that they have not talked. The Bears have not talked to A-Rob's representation since September, since before last season started. That Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network had that one today. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good? Good. <laughs> Just screwing up my job. It's, f- it's fine. We'll he said die. what? <laughs> I mean the numbers would tell you as the national people are ripping Trubisky and we get it he's he's the bus of the three and one or two of the other quarterbacks taken ahead of him are going to go to the Hall of Fame no big deal right Trubisky's the butt of every quarterback joke and I'm part of that sure but Trubisky was better than Wentz last year. If you look at the numbers and you watch the games, Trubisky better than Wentz. Like, Wentz was so terrible, he's incapable of the good Trubisky games that he'll have a couple times a year. And that that's without a coach playing to his strengths with the, with the play calling so much that he fired himself. Hey, let's bring in this other guy because I stink at this. I can't. I don't like this quarterback. I can't figure him out, and that's why he's going to be gone this upcoming season. Don't know where he's going to land. Maybe New England. That's what they're talking about up there. Uh, been getting hit up from some of the sports radio stations. They're like, yeah, let's talk about Trubisky because I guess that's where we're going. That's what it looks like. Looks like um, Trubisky's slight upgrade from Cam Newton, the, the version that we saw last year, the version you expect to see in 2021. So okay. There's that, but the Patriots did have a lot of opt-outs. Don't know where Trubisky is going to be going. That will be fascinating because you know there's going to be a coaching staff that believes they can fix Trubisky. And according to the reports, that's how the Bears coaching staff seems to feel about Carson Wentz. Joe Ostrowski here, Sports Radio 670, the score, the number 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. That is the number to call. Or text 
So a lot of a lot of different rumors out there. There's uh, Albert Breer, national NFL reporter. He's saying that the Bears are the leader for Carson Wentz. Lays out the reasons. They all make sense. Not sure that Wentz wants to go to the Bears, but if I'm Wentz and the options are the Colts or the Bears, it's quite obvious. You you want to go to the stable organization. You want to go to the team that has a quality offensive line. You go to the Indianapolis Colts. You don't want to go to the city where, okay, if it's a losing season, everybody's fired. Everybody's fired. And maybe we're taking a leap by saying that, but at least somebody's getting fired, the head coach or the GM. Now you have no idea who your coach is, is going to be. And he's had success with Frank Reich in the past. So I can see why he'd prefer the Colts. And not quite sure about his relationship with the Bears quarterback coach slash passing game coordinator. Um, there's some hot takes out there. Mentioned uh, Bart Scott there. That was Big Z reacting to Mully, Mully and Haw about the, he said what? what Bart Scott had to say about, yeah, Super Bowl contender. Bears, if you get Wentz. If you get arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL this past season. No, they're a Super Bowl contender because the Bears can fix them. What about um, my executive producer, Sean Anderson, said that I've got to hear this Colin Cowherd take on the 2021 Bears. Uh, Sean, I, I have an idea of what he says, but I did not listen to it. Why, why don't we all listen together? This is The Herd today on the 2021 Bears. This Carson Wentz thing, according to multiple sources who I trust, is going to happen here really quick. So the Colts and the Bears are believed to be the two destinations that he's going to land. So we all know that the Colts are smart, measured, have often dominated their division. We know the Colts would be a good destination for Carson Wentz. But as I said yesterday, the Colts are not desperate. They don't have a big brother in the division they're chasing. Let me talk about a sleeping giant in the NFL, the Chicago Bears. Should Carson Wentz be interested in Chicago? None of you think that Mitch Trubisky is the future anywhere. If I said Mitch Trubisky is your new quarterback, none of you would cheer that, right? Like, it's over in Chicago. The last three years, I'm going to give you, this is in a windy city with one legitimate receiver. They missed Tariq Cohen last year. Last three years of Mitch Trubisky's numbers. Look at Trubisky's numbers in the last three years with Matt Nagy. 25 and 13, 65% completion percentage, and a 90 passer rating. Also, 57 TDs, three picks. What does that tell you? It tells you that Matt Nagy just needs a quarterback. Mitch Trubisky's numbers are not that far off Matt Ryan in the last three years. So everybody understands that Carson Wentz is going to want to land in Indianapolis with the Colts. But I look at Chicago and I think to myself, number one, you get a great defense. You got the Lions in division. That's two wins a year right there. You got, and Trubisky, by the way, Trubisky has had played very well against the Vikings also. And what's the bar in Chicago? It's not like Carson Wentz would be replacing a legend. I think the Bears are a little bit of a sleeping giant. And I think the Bears should be favored. Trent Dilfer said this yesterday. I think the Bears should be favored to get Carson Wentz, and they would feel like a playoff team if they got him. Uh, all right. There's a lot a of sleeping to... giant in the NFL, the Chicago Bears. I hate that term. I started hating that term anytime I hear people talk about DePaul. I've heard it for numerous decades. DePaul was a sleeping giant. I think people are finally done with that. They realize, yeah, they're not a sleeping giant. They're not going to turn it around once they bring back Dave Leto. Hey, Sean, did you know that Chicago is a windy city? This is in a windy city. <laughs> why does why do you hate that so much? I will say, games on the lake, and, and the conditions can change. Snap of a finger, it can be windy down there. Yeah, like but the, I the feel Niner like game that because Joe, they call it the windy city. Yeah, the Niner game where Joe Nedney tried to kick a field goal and Vasher returns it. Like, yeah, that was a windy game, but this isn't overall a windy city. It's not even named after the wind. Like, that's just such a, a, a high air uh, take right there. This is in a windy city. Well, see, you were bothered by the windy city opinion. What bothered me is pointing to Trubisky's numbers and saying he's not bad. He He's on the level of Matt Ryan, which it sounded like he was 
trying to suggest that he's an average quarterback. The problem with just looking at the numbers and not considering where he finishes in the league in all of these different stat categories over the past few years, the problem with that is you're not bringing the context of 2020 football into the conversation. I mean, okay, so we're going to compare numbers to 10 years ago? That doesn't make any sense right now. He's 25th, 28th, 27th in a lot of these stat categories. So are you going to tell me that those numbers are impressive? A quarterback rating of 90 isn't doesn't mean what it did 10 years ago. That, also, that's, 57 that TDs, three picks. He didn't say that. Also, 57 TDs, three picks. Did you? Did he really say that? I swear to God, he said that. 57 TDs? It was wrong, but you yeah. He didn't edit that at all? He said that yes. about Trubisky. One legitimate receiver, we don't... Yeah, true. I don't know if that legitimate receiver is going to be returning to Chicago. So what was so his opinion, sleeping giant, that they'll take the next step because they're eight and eight. You improve the quarterback position. If it works with Wentz, they're a Super Bowl contender. He didn't quite go Bart Scott on us, but that was the case he was laying out, right? That the Bears are a sleeping, sleeping giant, giant maybe, in the NFL. And maybe they can contend with the Packers, I guess, for their division, which I really don't see right now. And that they have an excellent defense. We know that this is the team. They, they put all their money into the defense, <sighs> and they haven't shown up consistently. They haven't been great consistently in the past right. two years. Well, okay. Here's the, here's the other problem. is People don't know, or they haven't, they don't understand that all these guys aren't returning. So, okay, Eddie Goldman is probably going to return. Sean Desai, new defensive coordinator, mentioned that the other day. That's the expectation, and that will be good for the for the run defense, and they need an improvement there, because at least early in the year. They had their, their issues giving up these explosive runs. Okay, but what are you doing to get under the cap? Because right now they're over the cap, and if you add Wentz, we're talking about $25 million. If you tag A-Rob, we're talking about $16 million. Are, are you? I know they're going to restructure a ton of contracts. They do that on a regular basis. But are you going to have to move on from some of these guys on defense? Because you have to shed payroll on defense if you're shedding it anywhere. But, yeah. I mean, again, we're having the conversation of defense must return to greatness. Have to be defense of 2018 because that's how they built the roster. They decided to spend so much money. I don't know that they have to be number one. But you probably need them to be top five, top six for this team to be a true contender because they don't have the horses on offense. They don't have the offensive line. We'll see if they use that number 20 draft pick if they end up keeping it on the O-line. I, I, I think there's a chance they move on from that 20 pick just to bring in the quarterback. You might have to bring in multiple quarterbacks too. That's how bad it is. I mean, Foles, boy... The highest you can start with him is QB2. He can't be your QB1 going, and he can't even be have an opportunity to win that job in camp. That's how bad he was last season. Much worse than Trubisky. But people are ripping Trubisky nationally. Trubisky was not the worst quarterback on the roster. It was the offseason addition a year ago, the guy they traded for, the guy they gave a fourth-round pick and decided to pay some money to. That was the worst quarterback on the roster by far. I don't think he was really all that close. I know he faced tougher defenses, but come on. They think they could fix once. Okay. Uh, listen, I, I don't think it's the worst idea, given the options. We all want Wentz. We all want Dak. Probably not going to happen. Don't have the assets for Watson. They won too many games on the final stretch, so they don't have any uh, top 10 picks. So now you, you lose out on Watson. He's got to go to like the Jets or the Dolphins. One of those teams likely. And Dak, okay, Cowboys going to move on from Dak Prescott right now? You, you sure they're going to do that coming off a terrible season? NFC East up for grabs. I have a great idea. Let's get rid of our quarterback. Let's not bring him back. No, they're not going to do that. NFC East is there for the taking. Anybody want it? There's a reason Washington has been aggressive in the quarterback market so far. Because they have a great defense. If they can get competent quarterback play, there's a good chance that they end up winning the NFC East. Dak doesn't get injured last year. The Cowboys are definitely winning their division. Probably similar situation this year. 
Probably. So why would they be motivated to say, ah, let's just take a pass. Let's start over at quarterback. No. No, that... Uh, you, you think they want to... Everybody wants to get fired in Dallas? Because that's going to happen if they have another bad year with good old Jerry. So it's a nice dream, but I don't see it happening. So of the other quarterbacks available, which ones have the highest ceilings? Take your big swing. I don't have an issue with that strategy at all. Take your big swing. Go ahead. Because, quote, playing it safe has not worked. Didn't work with Glennon. Didn't work with Foles. Took a big swing with Trubisky. It's time to take another big swing. Because you've got to win. And average quarterback play, probably not going to get it done with the upcoming schedule with the 2021 Bears. Yeah, some people texting in 312-644-6767 about some of the rumors with the Panthers. Yeah, there have been some rumors that Carolina willing to give up a ton, including Christian McCaffrey. Here's the thing. I, I know people don't want to hear this because McCaffrey, when healthy, is viewed as a superstar. He doesn't bring you a lot back. He's still a running back in 2021. He's still a running back. Good playmaker. Probably has a few more good years left. But compared to a quarterback, he's not going to bring you a lot back. Like these delusional Bears fans that believe Roquan Smith is going to bring you so much back in a trade. No, he's not. He's a linebacker. (laughs) Teams aren't that dumb. Young quarterback going to be there 15 years. Okay, how about a linebacker? You can get a good solid 10 years. Doesn't touch the football. Big difference. Running back. How many years are you getting out of McCaffrey if you make a deal for him? Give up assets. How many years are you getting from him? Uh, well, Watson's going to be playing 10 to 15 more. You'd be really lucky if you have more than a few from McCaffrey. Electric playmaker, when healthy, when healthy, is he going to be that? Can't wait to see the return. Our team's going to hold out. As the Texans are saying, no deal, no deal. Quarterbacks start to go. Our team's going to just be too anxious, and then they jump in, just make some sort of a move. In a trade or the draft, Texans are going to probably wait on this thing. So let's keep a close eye and see if any team's Um, jump the gun here. I would think the Dolphins would wait because what's the worst case scenario? Throw out two out there. Young quarterback. He's not going anywhere. So maybe they go that route and maybe they're the team left standing with a bunch of assets to trade to trade. Not sure what the Jets are going to do if the Texans decide to hold out. And certainly it looks like that's uh, what's going to be happening. 312-644-6767. Uh, coming up next, had a conversation today with a Vegas bookmaker hitting on the NBA, college, basketball, NHL, just everything. Where's all the action going now? What are the people betting post-football? That is next. I'm Joe Ostrowski on 670, the score in the radio.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers, Joe O's show this evening on the Score. When I'm here at about 8:20, uh, what I like to do is a version of early odds. Now, early odds, my sports betting show here on the Score, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. I appreciate Eli Herskovich sitting in for me this past Saturday, and I've got BetQL daily from 9 a.m. to noon on the Radio.com app. If you can't listen live, subscribe to the podcasts. Uh, terrific interviews every single day, just sports betting conversation. So there's a lot of NBA, college basketball this time of year. NFL is uh, nonstop. So uh, earlier today, had a chance to speak with a Las Vegas bookmaker, Chuck Esposito, originally from Chicago, and uh, we bounced around just to find out what people are betting now that we're uh, post-NFL and college football season. Here's our conversation with Esposito. Let's go out to Las Vegas and bring in our friend Chuck Esposito. He's the race and sportsbook director for Station Casinos. And Chuck, now that uh, the football season is behind us, uh, let's start here. I'm wondering, what are betters doing now? Are you noticing some that are stepping away, or is the, is the focus going to NBA, college hoops, NHL, kind of in that order? Uh, what are the most popular sports? And once we get to the winter sports, have you noticed any changes uh, with betters' habits over the last couple of years? Uh, first, it's good to be on with you guys, as always. Um, there's really no rest. I mean, now it's that, you know, the way the sports kind of overlap and, and blend with each other. Uh, granted, it, it slows down just a bit when uh, pro football ends, but it shifts at that point. You see a, a much bigger shift on the NBA and, and NHL and college hoops. We just had the Daytona 500 on Sunday, which generated a lot of action. We're a couple of weeks away from the Las Vegas NASCAR race, which outside of Daytona is the biggest race on the circuit. And guests are out there at the track, and they're betting on their SDN mobile device. So it's uh, it's pretty cool for us. And again, there's really no rest, and and baseball's not that far away either, guys. Yeah, Chuck, when do you start seeing some money roll in on these Major League Baseball win totals, and you know the outrights? When does that start to come in? Because especially right now, there's so much going on. I mean, we got the Masters coming up as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll start to see a little bit on baseball, and it'll take probably another a couple of weeks. We know pitchers and catchers are are just reporting, but um, there's just a little bit of uncertainty with baseball. But I think overall, you're still going to see a lot of interest. You know, the one great thing about baseball is that you know for our time, for uh, Pacific Standard Time, you've got games that are starting usually this time of year at at 10 a.m. And you've got baseball throughout the course of the day with everything else going on. So it's really a win-win for us. I mean, it's great when the guests come in and enjoy everything we have to offer. But, you know, with the uh, with the STN mobile device, they can play off their mobile or uh, anywhere they want with the STN mobile app, I should say. They can play anywhere. So it really does benefit the, the guests uh, if they can't get here to be able to play on their mobile app. Chuck, uh, on Monday night, we find out, okay, Embiid's out for the game. A lot of people are looking forward to Utah, Philadelphia. It goes from six and it closes at eight and a half. Uh, is the NBA tough, the toughest uh, to keep up to speed on, or is it college basketball with all these cancellations every single day? 
No, the cancellations are, are easier, guys, because it just becomes basically a, a refund at that point. But, yes, over the last couple of years, uh, nothing compares to the NBA. You, it's just, you know, you're, there's so much uncertainty where you get information about, a, you know, a maintenance or a rest day. Um, we're in an information era and as tuned in as we are to everything we possibly can be. The guests on the other side of the counter are as well. So there's a lot bigger adjustments. We're taking games down maybe for a, a short period of time and reassessing. Um, there, there's times you hear a player's in, then he's out, then he's back in again. So it does make it extremely difficult from our side, and that's why you see some of those big line swings or adjustments um, you know, throughout the course of the week. Chuck, I was thinking with the NBA, the Jazz are on an absolute tear right now. They're 18 and one against the spread, 18 one and one against the spread in their last 20 games. Have you been seeing a lot of money come in on the Utah Jazz as far as just game by game, and then futures as well? You know, we've seen them 14 to one. There's still some really good odds out there on the Jazz to win the finals. Yeah, absolutely. You stole a little bit of my thunder. That's what I was going to mention with the Jazz. It's not only are they so good offensively and defensively on an eight-game winning streak, uh, won so many of the, I think, 17 of the last 18. But, I mean, you think about a team that is hitting at over a 72% against the number. I think the next closest team is Phoenix. That's around 61 or 62. So uh, the betters have backed them. They're not as popular for whatever reason as some of the other teams. You still have teams ahead of them uh, as far as the future book goes, as far as the Lakers and, and the Clippers and the Nets. Uh, but they're right in that category right now. And for me, um, prior to the injury to Davis, I had them number two in my power rating behind the Lakers. I think right now I might shift them to number one, just not knowing exactly, you know, what's going to happen with Davis. I know he's out for, for two to three weeks, but, you know, we've seen, we've seen this before with these Achilles injuries. If the player comes back too early or what could ultimately happen. So you have to think now with that, with that Davis situation, a major question mark for the Lakers. It really does open up a lot for the Jazz, and they're just playing unbelievably right now, and the betters are backing them, road or at home. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily as part of the BetQL Audio Network. Our guest, Chuck Esposito, Race and Sportsbook Director for Station Casinos. Uh, Chuck, do you look at the number with the Jazz on a night-to-night basis and, and think it's a, big sh- it's a bit short that we need to keep climbing, or – um, so some of these performances like, oh, I don't know, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and putting up 40 last night, that's not going to keep happening. I wouldn't think so, but you do see, you know, adjustments and some lines inflated um, based on the way teams are playing in all sports and the way that they're bet. We're still hopeful that we can put up the, the best two-way number, guys, but sometimes that number has to be a little bit adjusted or inflated to get to the best two-way number. And Chuck, obviously, you know, the Utah Jazz, they're on a tear right now, but another popular team I would assume would be the Brooklyn Nets. Right now they're without Kevin Durant, but they've decided now James Harden's going to be the point guard. Kyrie's going to play off the ball. His assist numbers are through the roof. Where else are you seeing value, you know, outside of the Utah Jazz as far as the NBA market? Is there money coming in on Brooklyn now with the, obviously, you know, as they go and pick up James Harden? Yeah, I mean, as soon as, you know, we kind of had that come out, and even before then, going into the season, Brooklyn was a, was kind of a hot team. I mean, they were, you know, a, a team that everybody kind of backed and looked at and felt there was some value, um, you know, with them. I mean, they were, I think, the fifth or sixth team on our future book board. Of course, we've touched on the Jazz. You've seen a major drop um, in the 76ers, who you could have gotten probably at – probably around 30 to one or higher before the season started. And you've seen a huge drop there. So probably the two biggest value teams guys are probably the, the jazz and Sixers. If you're looking for the two teams in each conference who had extremely high numbers before the season started. And right now betters are kind of smiling if they have tickets on one of those two teams. Uh, Is is there one team that uh, you have some uh, liability in the NBA and, and you hope they don't win the championship? You know, it, it, there's still so much time left that you, when it comes to the future book, we're able to kind of move things around and, and, and get off some of that stuff. There's nothing really bad right now, but I will tell you they did back the net a lot um, early in the season, guys, and leading up to the start of the season. So we saw considerable money on the nets. We did on the heat a little bit, too, as a value kind of pick early on. But as we've seen, you know, they haven't been really a, a factor so far at, um, at, at a few games below 500. Uh, moving over to college hoops, where do you see the money going for college basketball futures? Obviously, Gonzaga and Baylor are so much better than the rest of the competition. 
Yep. They were, you know, they were two and three guys on our big board, you know, going into the season. So not a surprise there. I think what is a surprise is, you know, the blue bloods. When you look at a team like Kansas, who was around 15 to one, and now they're upwards of 60 to one and Duke, who just lost another player. I mean, Duke might not make the tourney this year. And I mean, they were 16 to one. They were in the top 10. They're now 125 to one and Kentucky's over 250 to one. So a lot of change there from some of these teams that were really popular. Um, Ohio state opened the season at 50 to one tremendous value on them. Michigan at 60 to one tremendous value on them and Texas too. 70 to one. You've seen that number drop. Same with Bama. So those are kind of the four value teams that, that there is some liability on, and we've seen the betters back throughout the course of the year. Chuck, if I gave you uh, Gonzaga, Baylor, or the field, which would you take? I would take Gonzaga, Baylor, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that much. So we're not going to get. I think this, yeah, yeah. This is the year. You know, anything can happen. Of course, I just I just look at those two schools and the fact that you've got some of these you know main main players in the past of of Virginia, Kansas, Whiskey, Duke, Kentucky, um, even Nova that that just don't seem to be as, as good as they were. And it's a, it's a great spot. I think, especially for Gonzaga, they just look so good, but I wouldn't rule Baylor out, but I do like those two teams to be in the championship. I know it's hard to say when they're both kind of the two favorites, but uh, they, they look to be on somewhat of a collision course. What have been your biggest takeaways uh, as far as the NHL so far in the betting market? Anything that you like tonight or what have you noticed so far? Yeah, I think when it comes to the NHL, I mean, it's so much more popular out here, guys, now than it was, say, four or five years ago. And that's all because of the the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, The fact that the Knights have been so successful and, you know, one of the best teams in the league right now. They've got a big series coming up with the Avalanche. Um, but on a nightly basis, you, you, we have definitely seen an uptick in, in handle. And it's all really because of the nights where we're putting up period lines and reverse puck lines and the, the salami about how many goals are scored that night. And, uh, you know, people ask now to put the Golden Knights on the big screen with audio, which five years ago that never would have happened, that you would have had a hockey game as kind of the focal point of a nightly uh, event in the book. But bettors are much more educated now, and they're betting not just on the Knights, but kind of across the board. But that is because of the Knights, and they've become much more educated. It's, it's way more popular out here than it ever has been in the past. Uh, with Chuck Esposito of Station Casinos. This is Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily. Uh, so y- you mentioned it's going to be one of the favorites in college basketball, but what's the outlook for the NHL right now? Is this thing wide open? How uh, how deep of a list can we go for uh, potential champions? Yeah, I think you can. I think the, the way the new format is where you've got um, the top four from each division move on, guys, I think it's paramount, especially with – some of these divisions that are really loaded at the top that, uh, and I'll use the West for an example quickly. I mean, with Vegas, St. Louis and, and Colorado, the team that finishes one is going to be playing the team that's fourth. And that could be the ducks or, or the coyotes or somebody else could sneak in, but that two, three matchup becomes a much tougher matchup than to win and then have to play say a team like Vegas. And when you look at a lot of these divisions right now, it's kind of interesting the way it, it shakes out. Um, you know, Toronto's played really well. Uh, you look at how well the Lightning have played. We talked about uh, Vegas and then uh, Philadelphia and Boston um, in the East. It's still early, and a lot of teams haven't played the same amount of games. And I'll even touch on probably, for me, the biggest uh, surprise in the league, and that's coming out of the Central, and that's uh, the Blackhawks, who you know have played so well after getting off to that you know just horrendous start. Um, they're a young team that has played really well, and that's without uh, Kirby Doc and and without Jonathan Taze and Nylander and, and Murphy right now. They have played really, really well. They're kind of my biggest surprise right now in the league. Uh, Chuck, I wanted to follow up on baseball real quick. I know you're a big baseball fan here. So uh, what's the thinking with baseball? Uh, they're going to be showing up at camp over the next couple of days in Florida and Arizona. And I noticed some of the legal books here in Illinois have posted some of the award stuff, the, the Cy Young uh, MVP, stuff like that, but they have not posted win totals. And I, I've only seen, I think, one spot that, that has win totals up right now. Uh, what's your thinking at Station Casinos there? Yeah, yeah, we're a little bit holding off on the win totals, guys. Um, and I do think you're still going to see 
a little bit more movement amongst teams. I mean, it seems like it's even ratcheting up a bit right now. And um, so but we, we will put them up, but you won't have the length of time that you normally did um, to bet on them. There'll be some disclaimers on the board that, you know, teams must play a certain amount of games for those mm-hmm. to have action. Um, but, you know, once baseball rolls around, it's good for us again because you've got so many games that start early in the morning and throughout the course of the day. And it's going to be fun out west with the Padres and Dodgers, too. It seems like every time one team says check, the other team says checkmate, makes another move. So it's uh, pretty interesting the way it's kind of unfolding where the Padres are are kind of all in, which it could be strange in a year with, with no fans and, and the amount of money that they're spending. But both those two teams look awfully good out west now, guys. Uh, you'd hate to be on the right side, have a bet, sit there for five months, and then they don't get enough games in at the very end. So oh, it's it's no action. Are, are there any books out there going by win percentage, Chuck? We haven't approached it yet, and I haven't heard of anything out here yet, guys, with that. Um, it's, it's usually always been, uh, you know, the certain win total that's up. So I think it'll probably stay with that. And again, there's going to be a, some major disclaimers on, you know, all the sheets and the boards and, and the app to, to help educate the guests and let them know. But that's been the case in all sports. So, uh, so yeah. far we've been fairly lucky uh, with the way that it's all kind of shook out. And hopefully that'll be the case with baseball as well. I think these, these leagues really want to do their best to, to make it as, as level and an even of a playing field as possible and make sure all these teams play the same amount of games. It's just, it's going to be so hard with win percentage because you don't know you know the games that you missed could have been against lower tier teams or yeah. much better teams which would affect what your overall percentage would be so my hope is that they do get the same amount of games in across the board that was our conversation on betql daily with vegas bookmaker chuck esposito uh, betql daily you can find it on the radio.com app some interesting things so we spoke this morning and that was before some of the vegas books started to release mlb win totals and those are now out. I, I believe it was early this afternoon. Uh, Westgate, known as the Superbook, released their MLB win totals. And let me just say, it makes a lot more sense. The White Sox, Picota had them at 83. But at the Superbook, they put the White Sox win total at 89.5, highest in the American League Central. Not in third place, like Picota was saying. And as far as the Cubs... Westgate said the Cubs win total is 77 and a half when Pakota had them at 85. 77 and a half is fourth highest, fourth highest in the division behind the Cardinals, 85 and a half, Brewers, 83 and a half, Reds, 80 and a half. And there go the Cubs. Pirates, not even close. 20 games below the Cubs. Pirates, uh, they are expected to be the worst team in all of baseball. Their win total is 57.5. Wouldn't be shocked if the Cubs finished in fourth place in this reset year. They're reluctant to call it a rebuilding year, even though that's exactly what's happening. Just pay attention to what they're doing. I think they, they would have made more trades already if teams were more willing to deal. But it's just based on what Jed Hoyer was saying today. It's like, hey, yeah, um, this is false and that is false. We're not talking to the Mets about Chris Bryant, or they are extremely exaggerated. But it, he didn't say they're not going to make a deal. It just sounds like teams aren't in a spot going into the year when, when they're ready to to make big additions, and I certainly understand that. Why wouldn't you wait? If you're good enough, your team will tell you you're good enough. Let's see uh, where we sit a few months into the season. That's how it usually rolls. No big surprise there. People always expect these big deals in the offseason. Really? For regressing players? Why would they do that? doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, Darvish, off a fantastic year, that did make a lot of sense. 312-644-6767. Joe Ostrowski here. We've got Score Rewind coming your way at 9 o'clock. This is 670 The Score at the Radio.com app. Joe, show 670, the score. Uh, so I'm talking to my executive producer, Sean Anderson, during the break, and, and we were saying, hey, we should bring back this cut of Jed Hoyer talking about the Cubs core. And maybe this is a bigger topic for another night, but I have a legitimate question right now. What is the Cubs core? What was the Cubs core last year? So now Schwarber's moved on. 
I mean, are they are the Cubs even good enough to say that they have a core? The win total in Vegas right now is that of a below 500 team. Pakota saying barely above 500. I I'm I'm honestly confused, Sean. Like as we brought that up about Hoyer talking about the Cubs core, what is the core? Schwarber was in the core, now he's gone, so he's no longer in the core. But Rizzo and Baez are in the core, and so is Chris Bryant because he's still here, but they're trying to trade him away as well. I guess you could put Contreras in the core now because Schwarber is gone, but is Hendricks also in the core, a guy that you've locked up? He's your number one starting pitcher. But last year, was Darvish in the core or or not? He was your best player, but he was not in the core because he wasn't young enough or because you paid him out of free agency, and then what? I'm confused. Is there a core? Should I think we should stop saying that they have a core because I don't know that they do. And the players we can list off in said core are probably going to be gone this year. Well, even then, too, is it just anyone who was on that 2016 team? So then you'd have to throw in Jason Hayward, $184 million man who gave the, the, <laughs> the rallying speech to win the title. So, yeah, I would agree that I think that the core has really lost its its shape just because they've been so unproductive in the past four years. Okay, so how many players are left from that 2016 team? Hayward, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Hendricks? Arietta. 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 <laughs> Bring is it he, up back. Is he a part of the core? They got they picked uh, Darvish to be a part of the core, and then they, they let Arietta walk, but now he's back. I'm so confused. Yeah, so they lost Al Mora too, right? And then apparently um, John Lester could have been back, but they he needed to wait a little bit more for the then the Cubs so, to have their financials in the right spot. Okay, here here's here's my opinion on what the Cubs have been doing lately with with Jock Peterson and uh, Jake Arrieta. My opinion is that Tom Ricketts realized he doesn't like being the most hated owner in town. He enjoys being liked by Cubs Nation. So then he kind of reversed course and said, okay, let's bring in an outfielder. So they brought in a guy just to take Schwarber's spot. The numbers are basically the same. They just seem to be the same player with different builds. And they move on from John Lester, but let's bring in a fan favorite in Jake Arrieta. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that the fact that they haven't re-signed anybody, you haven't had a big signing in years since pretty much Darvish, I don't think it's outside of the realm of questionability that this was these signings were made to improve the way that the Cubs are looked at in Chicago. Yeah. Jack Peterson isn't going to win you a division. Jake Arrieta, unless he is that Cy Young guy again, and, and it was all health issues, that he's not going to help you win a division. This is a team that, again, we were talking about it earlier with Vegas. At most, they might win 85 games. Are you going to be excited when the Cubs trade Jock Peterson to the south side? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they really need left-handed hitting, yeah. It might finally happen. The trade we've been waiting on for years and years and years to make minimal impact. Jock Peterson... Over to the White Sox. Well, we'll now, it, uh, would Jock be ahead. a part of the Sox core if he got the traded there and they win a World Series? Okay, at least in the evening, I know nobody cares, but at least in the evening, we're done saying Cubs core because there is no core. And they're just going to keep trading away members of the core. Oh, got to make Rizzo a Cub for life, right? Remember that one? How's that going? Are they working on that? <laughs> I think it's what also you... pretty ridiculous that no, none of these guys have been like re-signed at all. Like, is is this a part of like job ineptitude that none of these players, Bryant, Rizzo, or Baez, have been re-signed yet, or Contreras for that fact either? All four of those guys aren't under contract uh, for you know the next three years. Well, if they were under contract, like, let's say they paid Baez what they thought his value was at the time. Right now, we'd be saying that's a terrible deal based on what we saw in twenty twenty, right? I, same I guess, thing with Chris but, same thing with Chris Bryant. But is it if isn't they, a part of the core that the fact that like that's the part that is going to be stable, right? The the core is the part right. that's going to be here, and none of these guys really truly have a set in stone future here in Chicago. No, you might not see Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. There's no guarantee that these guys will be here in 2022. Core is dead. R.I.P. The core. That's what we just figured out tonight. I know everybody realized that a while ago, but let's stop saying the core. But anyways, uh, Jed Hoyer was asked about the core, right? What exactly is the setup here, Sean? 
Uh, basically, yeah, there's been guys that have been here for a long time and uh, that they probably won't be here for a long time. Yeah, okay, here's uh, Jed Hoyer earlier today meeting with the Cubs media. You know, these guys have been fantastic Cubs that, that you know did something historic together. And so, I mean, I think the Cubs... As a rightfully Cubs Nation sort of owes that group a, a you know um, a debt of gratitude, and they're always going to be legends for the Cubs. Like you know, we've said all along very clearly, we'd like to keep some of these players. We, that'd be great, but it's unrealistic to keep all of the players that were a, a significant part of of 2016. And and that's just that's just the reality. So, um, as I've said, you know, I think I'll I'll definitely sit down with these guys during spring training and and talk to them about their futures and talk to them about. You know, we'll talk about contracts. We'll also we'll talk in general. I think that that's one of the things that I felt like we, you know was missed last year. That hopefully we can do a little bit more of is just, you know getting a chance to sit down and talk. So uh, we'll have discussions over the course of the spring. It's a perfect time for it. Um, but and nothing's changed on that on that front. You know, I'd love to have that continuity and and have some of these guys going forward. But you know, we've said like this financially, it, it, it's impossible for any team to be able to continue that and. and to continue with that group um, indefinitely. And, 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 and as a result, you know, we won't be able to keep that entire group together. Jed Hoyer meeting with Cubs media earlier today as players are set to report to camp in Arizona tomorrow. Joe Ostrowski with you, Sports Radio 670, the score. Uh, the text line, 312-644-6767. Text zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online, rosenhyundai.com. Uh, from the 708. I'm not dumb enough to think Schwarber was Babe Ruth, but if there is or was a core, I thought he was part of it. I thought he was one of the few who hustled and played hard and had tons of upside. In 2019, he was their best hitter in the second half of the season. He was the best. And there are a number of players that were terrible without fans in the truncated 60-game season, Javi Baez being one, uh, Schwarber was not great, a guy that they let go, Nick Castellanos, he was not great for the Reds last year. I don't know how much you put into that. I don't think the Cubs are aware. But what the Cubs did see in 2020 was it's time to move on from Kyle Schwarber. So I understand where you're coming from, but he never came close to what any of us thought he was going to be. But they let him move on, and they basically added Kyle Schwarber. His name is just Jock Peterson for the most part. So at the end of the 2021 year, what is going to be fascinating to see is how many are left. Even People keep calling it the core, even though, like I said, I'm going to stop saying core. Who's, who's going to be left of, of the people that we've listed off? You've got Darvish already gone, even though I, apparently he was never in the core. Schwarber's gone. Hendricks isn't going anywhere, but for some reason people don't say it. Maybe because it's not, maybe because he isn't a position player. Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Contreras. Let, let's call that the core four now. Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Contreras. Sean, how many players, how many of those four guys finish the season in a Cubs uniform? I feel like we've literally had this conversation. Even though we've done like five shows over the past year together, I think we've had but this conversation But isn't it show. isn't it changing, though? Because at the time, like, there was still Darvish on the roster. They were still Schwarber, and we're just moving. We're just uh, moving the pieces around. I, I think you're definitely getting more clarity. Uh, that's for sure. But I, I think if KB's gone, yeah. My my answer, I think, last time we did this was Rizzo's for sure staying, and the other three guys, I have no idea. I think that they likely keep Rizzo and Baez, but we haven't seen any progress yeah. for that to be true. I think that I would keep Bryant over Baez, but it really feels like they want that marketability. They think that he's going to be able to turn things around. It's a premier uh, position too with shortstop, so you're not going to get you know you're never, never not going to have a bad glove at shortstop with Baez there. So I would say Rizzo and Baez, but I would I would just if I have to keep one of them or keep you know any amount of them, I'm definitely keeping Chris Bryant. I think it's dumb to trade him. Is it like the Carson Wentz conversation? Like that's how bad Baez was in 2020. Uh, Carson Wentz was at an MVP level, and Javi Baez not that long ago was at a MVP MVP level in the National League. And he, he lost out to Yelich at the very end. It seemed like he was going to win with a couple weeks left. I, I wonder 
what the appetite would be for a team to to hand over a let's call it a hefty contract to Javier Baez, a team not named the Cubs. Is there a lot of motivation right now? I'm not sure that there's that much of a market for Baez. There's a market, but is it a crazy contract? I don't think so. And looking at it now, Contreras is the only one that's going to be on this team until 2022 or after 2022. Rizzo's a, a free agent next year. Bryant a free agent next year and Baez a free agent next year. And it's right. Like, are you going to go without extending Baez and see if he plays this year out and maybe he returns back to an MVP level? But if we're talking about the Cubs having cap space or, or, or salary constraints, do you actually want to go out and then offer a, a Javi Baez MVP type season, you know, over $200 million? Contreras by far brings you the most back right now, correct? I guess just because of the the time left control. on his contract. Yeah, the, the two yeah. years of control. I, I think Rizzo probably gets you the least, and that's why I'd be shocked for him to, <laughs> be, to be moved just because he means so much to this fan, uh, this fan uh, group and then also just what he did for this team in 2016. He's going to be so offended by the contract they offer him, but the, the reality is how many teams are looking for a first baseman right now? Not a lot. No, right? and it's like that's not a game-changing position. I mean, the Sox just had the AL MVP playing first base, and you know, you look at the playoff production, and he hit the ball hard, but he didn't have a ton of productive at bats there. You know, you need all uh, nine guys to, to to contribute to the team, but even then, first base isn't like shortstop. You, you know, you can have a guy with a bad glove and a guy who's going to strike out 150 times, but if he hits 30 homers, you're cool with that. I can't wait to see this rotation with an average fastball of 85 miles per hour in this game in 2021. I mean, that's what it's going to be. Hey, the balls aren't juiced. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they made sure to tell us that. Are we sure? We've been lied to a few times by Major League Baseball in the past. Joe Ostrowski with you. That's uh, the executive producer of this show, Sean Anderson. Uh, Coming up next, we've got Score Rewind on 670, the score in the radio.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.